Mark chapter 1, verses 35 through 45. It says, And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place, and there prayed. And Simon and they that were with him followed after him. And when they had found him, they said unto him, All men seek for thee. And he said unto them, Let us go into the next towns, that I may preach there also. For therefore came I forth, and he preached in their synagogues throughout all Galilee, and cast out devils. And there came a leper to him, beseeching him, and kneeling down to him, and saying unto him, If thou will, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus moved with compassion, put forth his hand, and touched him, and said unto him, I will be thou clean. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him, and he was cleansed. And he straightly charged him, forwith sent him away, and said unto him, See thou say nothing to any man, but go thy way. Show thyself to the priest, and offer for thy cleansing those things which Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. But he went out and began to publish it much and to blaze abroad the manner in so much that Jesus could no more openly enter into the city, but was without in desert places. And they came to him from every quarter. Amen. 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 Precious Lord, we, like the leper, needed your cleansing touch and your powerful words. We ask that you be with the man of God this morning as he tries to bring truth, preach truth to a world that needs to hear the gospel message of salvation in Jesus Christ and him crucified. Let us be mindful of that. Amen. 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 Be seated. Here, here, what we've been doing here for the last, oh my goodness, this is sermon number 10 in this series on, on the radical Jesus. I call Jesus the radical Jesus. Amen. Some folks may say, well, you know, Jesus is all about love and and he is, and, and, and he is all about love, but, you know, love without discipline, love without structure, love without obedience is not love. Amen. Jesus was radical. This is sermon, I believe, 10, maybe 11, maybe 12, I got about five or six more, and every time I preach one, another one comes up. Amen. But we talked earlier where Jesus said this radical statement. He said, if you're going to follow me. You must hate your father and mother, your sisters and brothers, and your kids. Mm-hmm. That's, that's pretty radical, wouldn't you say? Wouldn't you say that's pretty radical? Amen. Okay. How many of us understand that? The best love we can show our children, the best love we can show our spouses, the best love we can show our, 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 our cousins or our co-workers is the love of God. I always say, you know, I didn't, I really didn't even know how to love my wife until I got saved. That's interesting. And I've been married 40 years and I think I've been saved 25. So, you know, she went a lot of years with me not knowing how to love her. Jesus told another person. He came running to the Lord. He came running. He had a lot of stuff. He had a lot going on. and, And Jesus told him, go sell all that you have. Go get, don't sell all that you have and give to the poor, and, and then you come follow me. Because he wanted salvation, but he didn't want to pay the price. Jesus 
Jesus said, like a lot of preachers today, they say, well, you know, God has blessed you because you got a lot of stuff. Jesus told a man came to him at night. He came to Jesus at night. Some people say he didn't want to be seen, but he was a busy man. Jesus was a busy man. I don't really get into all the particulars about that encounter, but Jesus told him, and he was a ruler of the Jews. He was a teacher, the greatest teacher probably of that day. And Jesus told him, you must be born again. Imagine, imagine Jesus telling T.D. Jakes or, or one of these famous preachers, you need to be born again. That'd be, that'd be pretty tough, wouldn't it? I've been preaching. I, I, I got 20,000 members. I, I make $150 million a year. You telling me, Jesus, I need to be born again. That's, you know, you don't, you don't even have to be that big to think like that. I heard someone say there's a whole lot of preachers ain't saved preaching. Jesus was radical. I can't imagine what he would tell me if, he, if I had an encounter with him. But whatever he told me would be true. Amen. Ain't that something? So we're in the book of Mark. And Mark uses the word immediately all the time. I always say when we study the book of Mark, Mark, Mark was a, written to the common, to the common man. It's, it's out of the four gospels, it's probably one of the easiest ones to understand because it was written to the common man. So, so we find Jesus this morning having an encounter with a leper. He had an encounter with a leper. A leper, a leper, was one of the most dangerous individuals of Jesus' day. Leprosy was a serious, serious illness that was, that was able to spread. This leper was in trouble. Luke's gospel says that this, this leper, not only was he a leper, but Luke's gospel says he was full of leprosy. Okay? Meaning, meaning some of us in here have worked in the medical field. We've had people that we know and love that have died of cancer. And, and when they go to the, to the doctor and that doctor says that the cancer has spread, it has metastasized, it's, it's everywhere. There's nothing else we can do. That's where this leper was at. Let's talk about the leper just, just a little bit before we talk about Jesus' radical words to this leper. Leprosy, leprosy was incurable at that day, in that day. Okay. It, it was, it was like Deacon Jeremy just whispered to me. It was, it was really a death sentence. When a family member would have leprosy, the family would actually have a funeral for that person. There was no, there was no record of anyone ever being healed of leprosy in Jesus' day. Outside of you go back into the Old Testament and we know Elijah, Elijah was Naaman was healed of leprosy, but none, no leprosy in the New Testament, no record of. We're going to talk about that a little bit later, but it affected the whole body. OK, leprosy, leprosy usually began with fatigue in the joints. OK, fatigue and pain in the joints. Scaly spots would develop on the skin. OK, start off with a little spot. We, we have a saying, some of us, we, we, we know this saying, that sin starts out small, huh? How <laughs> sin starts out small, don't it? We, we say sin, sin always takes you further than you plan on going, keep you there longer than you plan on staying, and costs you more than you plan on spending. So, so leprosy, like sin, started out small, okay? And, and, and sooner or later... The, the, this whole man's body would be in a state of decompensation. It would just be deteriorating. The stench of a leper was putrid. To walk by a leper camp, you could smell it for miles. Anybody ever ride, ride through Salem or some of these country areas, and you, when they turn it over the manure, and you ride through it, and you can smell it. Just, I don't care if you roll the windows up or not, it's just getting in there. Okay. Leprosy, leprosy would attack the nervous system. So you wouldn't be able to feel no pain. How about that? 
You don't feel no pain. So at night you could be sleeping and, and, a, and a rat or some kind of varmint or a wild dog could actually be chewing on your body parts and you wouldn't be able to feel it. Leprosy. The, the, whole, the whole state of leprosy before it takes you out would last about nine years. So you would be in this horrible condition for about nine years. Okay? You weren't allowed to have any contact with your family, no contact with any people. Imagine being a leper, loving your family, and you sneak, you sneak out of the leper camp and poke your head in the house to see how your kids and stuff are doing. If they found out, if the, if the, the chief priest and the scribes found out, that whole house would be contaminated and your whole family would have to go to the leper camp. How about that? How about that? Um... A leper, the, the leper camp will be surrounded by rocks, okay? So if the lepers was in the camp, there would be rocks all around the camp. And the rocks were there because a leper could not come within 50 feet of people. And if they came within 50 feet of people, they would throw rocks at them. Now, hitting a leper with a rock would be a bad thing. Because the body is decomposing. So wherever that part of that body you hit that rock, it likely would fall off. Hit a leper in the head with a rock, it was a death sentence. So a leper knew they weren't going to come near the border, near the roadway past that leper camp. They said on a windy day, it was 200 feet. And that probably was the norm because it was always windy in that part of the country in Jesus' day. Why do I say all this? Trying to, trying to make it, I want you to feel like you really understand what was going on when Jesus touched this leper. Some of y'all think wearing a mask. Remember they used to have us wearing the masks? You know, we still have to wear them somewhere. I go in the hospitals, they tell me to wear a mask. Go to a funeral, they tell you to wear a mask. A leper always had to wear a mask. Their masks didn't just come out. Biblical folks, church folks, knew about the mask because a leper had to wear a mask. Had to wear a mask. Had to cover, put it over his nose, cover his upper lip. And, 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 and when they seen people, they had to cry out, unclean, unclean. Anytime people would come near the leper camp, they, they had to say, unclean, unclean. How about that? Almost like what we were saying, we were wearing a mask. Unclean, unclean. We had to, a leper had to wear certain clothes. They had to wear certain clothes that identified them as lepers. Man, that's deep, ain't it? That's deep. Think about us. Think about how leprosy is a picture of sin. I've, I've, I've gone there a little bit already. It starts off small. Think about David. Think about David, King David. Remember, King David's sin started out small. How did it start out? First, first of all, he started out, he, 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 he stayed home when he should have been at war. Okay? Sort of like took the day off. You know, I've, one of the things I've always done over the years, I, I would never take off on Friday. I would never take off on payday. I had a lot of people take off on payday. I would never take off on payday because you spend more money when you take off on payday than you would take off on a Wednesday. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I tell people, don't take off on Friday. Take off on Wednesday. <laughs> That's just me. David, David, little spot started off with laziness, okay, and then it's then and then then he 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 started looking at stuff, okay. You don't have to go far now. You don't have to go far to look at stuff, okay. You know you can hit the wrong button on your phone and be seeing some stuff, okay. And 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 you know how many people how many people you know. I always, I always say this. Every alcoholic I've ever known started with one drink. Okay? You go to the casino. You go to the casino. I, I remember, and, I, and I, had, I got delivered from gambling. I won't go near a casino. You know, they tried to hire me and give me a security job. I said, no, I don't think I can work in a casino because, I, you know, y'all got enough of my money over the day. But you know how I started off? My mom took me to the casino because she liked to play the, play the slot machines. She had enough sense, though. She had more sense than me because she stayed on a nickel machine. <laughs> I started on a nickel machine. I ended up on a $50 machine. Um, 
you know, I, I lose a lot of money here. I lost a lot of money playing that. Because, but it started off on the nickel machine. Then I went to the quarter machine. And then I was on the dollar machine. You know how this go, right, Vernon? <laughs> okay. So, so y'all get the point. Leprosy, leprosy, here, here's, here's a good one. Leprosy defiles everything it touches. Isn't that how sin operates? Everything that sin touches, it messes up. Okay? Sin has a way of poisoning a person's entire life. Think about that. Sin will poison an entire life. It'll poison your family. Okay? Co-workers. I, I, I talk about co-workers. You know, you, you ever had a co-worker that, that, that just, just messed up the operation? One person can, can call off and, and have everybody else working hard. Now you mandated. Now you got to work over. Now you got to work harder. Now you ain't getting them breaks you used to get. Now the person on that person's job, you got to train. And they messing up. And you came to work tired. Uh-huh. <laughs> Toya laughing. She work at the post office. She know what I'm talking about. Okay? Listen. Listen. I, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm get where I'm going. Y'all stay with me. Leprosy isolates. Sin will isolate you. You know, most people, most people stay to themselves because they don't want to be exposed. They got so much to hide. They, they're not transparent. So when you, got a, when you got an open disease like leprosy, you was banned. You, you could not come into the camp. You had to be outside the gates. Hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm moving. I'm moving. Let's talk about this leper. I think this is fascinating because the way this man came to the Lord, everybody has to come to the Lord. When you think about your, how, how, you, how you receive Jesus Christ, it has to line up with Scripture. And I sit here and say that all the time. How we come to the Lord has to line up with Scripture. And if it didn't, this is why you're hearing the word of God. Because what I say, faith coming how? By hearing and hearing by the word of God. And, and I was saying the other day, back, you know, just in, this morning in Sunday school, a lot of us were taught. A lot of us were taught. If you join the church, you become a Christian. Okay? If you join the church, that meant you were saved. That's not true. Amen. I mean, that's not true. Amen. No, no, I, I, I don't, I don't fault to some of the older preachers that, that taught that, but the biblical way of coming to the Lord is. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Now, I, I, was telling, I was telling a story last week. You know, I listened to some of these young preachers, and, and, and they're really just entertainers. The word of God not being preached. Why? Because people don't want to hear it. They never have wanted to hear it. And if you're lining up your ministry based on what people want to hear, then you better learn to sing and rap. Because that's what the world want to hear. Uh-huh. Most churches have become entertainment centers. A lot of good stories, a lot of emotional stories. People need to hear the word of God. People need to hear how to get saved. So how did this man come to the Lord? What was his approach like? How about that? Some people say, well, maybe he heard the good news that Jesus had been healing the sick and casting out devils. I think that might be correct. Because I said it, faith coming how? By hearing and hearing by the word of God. Okay. Maybe somebody was standing outside that leper camp throwing tracks into the leper camp telling them folks, they need Jesus. I see that all the time. I remember working in the prison system. The volunteers would come in all the time. They were so determined to come in and tell everybody about Jesus. Okay. And I think that's, I think that's effective. 
All right. Here's a here's something that I I find interesting. And you guys have heard me say this over the years. Salvation. Salvation is a supernatural act of God whereby a person or a man or a woman or a child or a young man become a new creature. Okay? 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Okay? Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Amen. Okay? That's salvation. Why do I say it's supernatural? Because on our own, on our own, everybody that's saved, if you are saved, something supernatural happened in your life. Amen. Think about it. Something supernatural happened. Okay? Because these bodies ain't designed for salvation. We just, we, we've been made to sin. We were born we were born sin, and we were born sinners, okay? So for us to be saved, we have to get a new nature. That's what Jesus, that's what Jesus told Nicodemus. Nicodemus, listen, listen, listen. I know you know a lot. I know you're smart. I know you're the smartest man in, in town, but you need to be born again. Nicodemus had a problem with that, okay? Listen, it takes courage. It takes courage. Supernatural courage to come to Jesus. Now think about this as I say that. This is a leper at a leper camp. There may have been 500 lepers at this camp. Okay? And only one leper risked it all to come to Jesus. Only one. Only one. You know what? I believe his fellow lepers... His, you know, you're in a leper camp, you're going to have some buddies, some leper buddies, okay? Let's just put it that way. And all them leper buddies knew if you approach that Jesus when he come walking down that path, somebody going to hit you in the head with a rock. And one hit in the head with a rock, lights out, buddy, you are done. Okay? But I believe this leper might have said, you know what? I'm done anyway. What do I have to lose? I'm dying. I am dying. Okay? But remember, only one leper came. Okay? The other lepers would tell you, like your, your buddies tell you, you know, you better stay here with us. Don't move. Okay? Remember, remember the woman who had the issue of blood? She risked it all to get to Jesus. When you had an issue of blood, see, you weren't allowed in the city gates with an issue of blood. And if somebody seen you and knew you had an issue of blood, they would stone you right on the spot. So when we talk about this leper coming to Jesus... It took some courage, okay? And, and I'm pretty sure the mother leper buddy would say, well, Jesus can't help you. Jesus won't help you. People do anything. Satan will use people. He will use people that say they love you to stop you from realizing that you need Jesus. Now, now for me, I always, I always say it. Y'all hear me say it all the time. Family overrated. The family keep a lot of folks from getting to heaven. Okay? He doesn't care about a wretch like you. Well, he died for a wretch like you. Okay? Something, something woke this leper up. Something woke this leper up. And, 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 and I only have the scriptures to go by. He heard about Jesus. Pastor, how do you know that? Because that's what the scriptures say. Faith cometh by hearing. He had faith. He came to Jesus in faith. Okay? He came to Jesus because something woke up his spirit. Okay? Ephesians 2.8.9. How you saved? By grace. For by grace are you saved how? Through faith. Where does that faith come from? Don't come from you. It's not of yourself. It is a gift of God. Amen. Go back to Ephesians 2.1. He says, and ye have he what? Quickened. Made alive. And then when you come to the Lord, when you come to the Lord, rest assured, God has called you. Let me say that again. If you come to the Lord, 
God has quickened your spirit, made you alive, and gave you the courage and the strength to come to him. No other way. How do I know that, Pastor? Oh, listen, all that the Father giveth me, John 3, 6, 37, shall come. How about that? And him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. If God call you, you coming. How did he come? How did he come? Look at verse 40. And there came a leper to him. Think about this now. Beseeching him, begging him, kneeling down to him and saying unto him, if thou will, thou can make me clean. How did he come? He came the right way. He came the only way. He came how? In faith. He came in humble faith. He had nothing to lose. Everything to gain. And he came in faith. Jesus, Jesus taught a great sermon on the mount. Blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of the Lord, kingdom of, of heaven. He came in faith. How do I know that? Because he came saying, look, look, Jesus, I can't save myself. There's nothing I can do. I'm dying. And then he says, if thou will, thou can make me clean. What's he talking about? He's saying, Jesus, you, I know you can do it. I know you can save me. I know you can deliver me. I know you can heal my body. Now, you talk to some people that are dying. And you say, well, pastor, if somebody dying, how, how does that person come to Jesus and still dies? Well, one of the things I always say, don't believe the hype. When a man of God dies, when a woman of God dies, what you guys call die, okay? We call it like this. And I tell people, don't, 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 you know, don't, don't tell nobody. If I die, if I die tonight, don't tell, don't tell nobody I died. Tell them he, he with the Lord. Because the Bible says what? Absent. Absent from the body. Present with the Lord. That's a good stuff. That's, kind of, that's the kind of faith you have to have as, as a man or woman of God. Absent from the body, present with the Lord. I like to believe that, that some of the people that I have met and ministered to and talked to have gone on to be with the Lord based on their testimony. Based on what they've claimed that God has done for them. Amen. And you got to know that. You got to know that. So, so look at this man's faith coming to the Lord. He's coming to the Lord. He needs a cleansing. He's dying. Full of leprosy, full of cancer, cells all over his body, all in his brain, lip noise, lungs, all in his kidneys, all throughout his liver. He is dying. And watch what he says. He says, if thou will. Okay? He's acknowledging the truth that all healings rest with the Lord. Okay? All healings rest with the Lord. I, I, I tell people all the time, they say, well, I don't, I don't want to get on hospice because that's like giving up on God. Let me, I, I tell them, I say, let me tell you something. God can save you from hospice. Okay? God ain't never sent nobody, saved nobody in the Bible. God never healed nobody in the Bible and sent them to see a doctor. Okay? He never sent nobody that he healed in the Bible to write aid after he healed and say, you know, fill out this, get this prescription filled for your pain. He never did. He's a healer. Okay? And then he says this. He says, Thou can make me clean. He came to the Lord with confidence. He said, Thou can make me clean. You got to have that kind of faith. God can do anything but. Okay? So, so what's the problem? A lot of folks don't get saved. A lot of folks don't come to the Lord because coming to the Lord, you got to humble yourself. There's some proud, proud folks out there. Okay. 
I, I, I think there was a song, song back in, I don't know when it was, back maybe in the 70s or 80s, but somebody sang, ain't too proud to beg. Okay. Uh, I know my brother know who sings that. But the temptation, I ain't too proud to beg. Okay, I'm not going to go any further than that with that song. I don't know what they was begging for. But um, James says this, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. Watch this now. And he shall lift you up. I like that. He says this in 1 Peter 5, 5. Peter says this, likewise, you younger, watch. Watch, submit yourselves unto the elder. You know, we came up. I ain't an old school crowd here. Everything was yes, sir, no, sir. Okay. Every uncle we called uncle and we called him uncle until we was grown and still called him uncle. We'd be 50 and 60 years old and they was still uncle. Okay. I mean, that's how we, that's how it was. I got nephews now. I got nephews now. Tell my age. I got nephews in their 40s. You know what? They all call me uncle. If they don't, I don't answer them. They'll be like talking to themselves until they put uncle on it. Okay? But what's, what's, the, what's, the, what's, the, what's the word here? Watch. Watch. Okay? Likewise, you younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Now, I ain't talking about submit yourself to some dumb elders. There's some elders don't, don't, that you ain't supposed to submit to. Okay, every, every, everybody older than you don't. See, I, we used to say this saying when the, in the prison. You know, the, the guards would come in, and they'd they be huffing and puffing, and they, you're going to respect me. You're going to respect me. I said, no, listen, listen, bro. I tell them, they, respect is earned. All right? They may respect the badge and respect the uniform, but they ain't going to respect you. Okay, so so in that sense, I don't mean just just don't don't be submitting to every crazy uncle you got. Oh, Lord, help me. (laughs) Okay, let me start this verse over. Likewise, you younger submit yourselves to the elder. Yea, all all of you be subject one to another. One to another, as long as if I'm respecting the Lord and I'm worshiping the Lord and you worshiping the Lord, we, we have to have a mutual respect for one another. And then he says this, and be clothed with humility. That, that sort of goes along with what I was saying earlier. And all thing, and everything you eat, drink, and do, do to the glory of God. We ought to be clothed in humility, meaning no matter what the situation is, and we run into some difficult situations in this walk. But we ought to handle them situations with humility. Okay? Why? For God resists, resisted the proud and give grace to the humble. Who don't need grace? Who don't need favor? I need as much favor from God as I can get. I'm not going to blow it by not being humble. Okay? I'm not going to blow it. I need, I get on my knees. I say, God, I need grace. I need favor. I need favor that's unmerited, favor that I haven't even deserved. I need it. I need it every day. Then God says, well, God resists the proud. Don't be proud. Don't be walking around here like you. All that in a bag of chips. Okay. Then Jesus' own word says, whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased. And he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. Not down here. In heaven. In heaven. Finishing. What is compassion? What is compassion? Because the word of God says, and Jesus had compassion on this man. Okay? Let me tell you what compassion is. Compassion is not you feeling sorry for somebody. Compassion is not you, you texting somebody some praying hands. Y'all get them all the time. You tell somebody you, you're going through. I'm struggling. I'm going through. Compassion ain't you send them some praying hands. Compassion is an action word. Okay, compassion says if you see a person that you have compassion on and they got a need and you can feel that need, 
Do it. Do it. You know what I tell people all the time? Whenever I need something from God, I'll be a blessing to somebody else. I might just, I might just do something nice for somebody. Just, just hit them up on the cash app or something. Just because I need, I need, listen, God, I need, I need a favor. I need some grace. And the best way to get grace is to show compassion for the people that God died for. That means that's interesting to me. You ain't got to ask the question. I always tell the church this. I say, listen, somebody die. Somebody, if somebody dies, somebody you love die. Don't, 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 don't do that. Don't, don't be foolish enough to say, well, if you need anything, call me. Of course they need something. What are you talking about? I know bottles of water. Go to the Sands Club, six forty-five. It used to be like $2. But even you to say, look, I, you know, don't call nobody and say, look, if you need something, call me. Ain't nobody calling you. Ain't that the truth? Just, just look, you know, maybe you can't go to Starbucks. Just go and buy them a bucket of chicken. You ain't got to go to Kentucky Fried. Just go to Giant Eagle. Get them two tin pieces. Something. That's compassion. Compassion ain't young. If you need anything, call me. And you see the number come up. <laughs> Hit the button. Busy. Oh, I ain't, I, I, you know what? I ain't looked at my phone in a week. I ain't checked my texts in three days. No, I texted you five times. I told you I need something. I, ain't even, I can't find my phone. Ain't any excuse to do. Be a blessing. Stop by the house. Put your hand around them. Give them a hug. You ain't gotta, it don't always got to be material. As I was just in the neighborhood, I just want to come by and give you a hug. Whatever. That's compassion. James puts it like this. James 2.15 puts it like this. If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, depart in peace, and you be warmed and filled, notwithstanding you give them not those things which are needful to the body, what do it profit? Nothing. Don't profit nothing. Jesus had compassion. Not only this leper. And I'm always telling if you if Jesus tells a story about a leper and a Jesus met a leper, we never going to be Jesus. We always going to be that leper. Okay? We that woman with the issue of blood. We that man that they, they brought through the ceilings and laid at Jesus' feet. We, we, we always in that condition. All those parables and stories is us meeting Jesus. Not we being Jesus. We are in need of Jesus. How's the song go? You know, here I am, Jesus, standing in the need of prayer. Okay? We need prayer. Now, I've been talking about being radical. Let me wrap this up. Let me wrap this up. So some of you guys visiting, you know, these folks in here train. They train. I've trained them for 15 years on 45, 55-minute preach sermons. And I got some people here. If I cut it off at 20 minutes, they'd be mad. And they be mad. They be like, you, you got some, you got some visitors, and you want to cut the sermon off? I can hear them now. I can hear them now. So y'all gonna have to bear with me because they here all the time. <laughs> okay. So, so I've been talking about radical. Here's radical in action. Here's Jesus being radical. Watch, watch. Now, remember, I gave you the, all the background on the leper. The camp was surrounded by rocks. It was putrid. These guys looked like, what's that movies they had? The zombies. I mean, the lepers right coming, feet falling off, hands, eyeballs hanging out. You know, I think, the, I think the Night of the Zombies copied the Bible. Okay? So uh, that's what a leper would look like. And here come Jesus. Here come Jesus. Not a fear in the world. Why? Because deity... Cannot be defiled. Jesus wasn't worried about no leper. See, we would have been standing in the back. Oh, Lord, I can't go near a leper. Some of us came. You know, I tell people all the time, you know, you, you need to go do some volunteer work. Go to the nursing homes and talk to these people. Nah, I can't go to the nursing home. I stink. Oh, this, we got all kinds of excuses. You know, oh, I can't smell. I can't handle the smell. You know, oh, I had a cousin in a nursing home and they died in a nursing home. I, we can make up all. We can Listen, excuses come a dime a dozen. Okay? Okay? I, I, listen, I ain't going to promote, you know, volunteerism at the hospice and, and nursing homes, but Jesus walked up to that leper 
And then people probably was aghast. They probably looking like, oh my God, what's he doing? What's he doing? He walking up to that leper. And what did he do? What did he do? He put forth his hand and did the unthinkable and touched him. He touched this leper. How about that? He touched this leper. And you know what happened when he touched that leper? Y'all know what he happened when he touched that leper? When Jesus touched that leper, Jesus in the power of God entered that leper. How do I know? Watch. Watch. When he touched that leper, watch what happened. The Bible says, when he touched that leper, when he spoke to that leper, immediately the leprosy departed from him. And he was cleansed. Let me tell you something. People always tell me this. Oh, if I come to the Lord, oh, if I come to the Lord, I'm going to have to stop doing this. I'm going to have to stop doing that. I, I'm not going to be able to do this no more. I got to cut these. I'm going to have to stop doing a lot of stuff. No, 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 no. Let me tell you what happens when you come to the Lord. You ain't got to do nothing. You ain't got to stop doing nothing. As a matter of fact, you can do anything you want to do. You can go anywhere you want to go. You can say anything you want to say. But guess what? When Jesus enters you and the power of God enters you, you ain't going to even miss that stuff. Nobody, nobody I know saved. Nobody I know saved missed the clubs. Amen. Okay? No. Ain't nobody, you know, saved riding down the street. Oh, I wish I could go to the club. No, 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 no. When you saved and full of the power of God, you ain't thinking about going to a club. As much as I enjoyed golfing, okay, and I could hit it. I mean, I could play. I was pretty good at it, all right? When God saved me and said, you know, you done golfing, I ain't miss it. I ain't miss it. I ain't, it's been 12 years I picked up a set of pair of golf clubs, a set of golf clubs, and I don't miss it. What am I saying? When God entered this leper's life, the leprosy left. The leprosy left. What does leprosy represent sometimes? Leprosy might represent some of the craziness that we got going on. Last point I want to make. Last point I want to make. I know, I know. I, I, last point I want to make. Y'all bear with me. This is important. This is important. Okay. Jesus made a command. He told this leper to do something. In verse 40, in, in uh-oh, stay with me. He told this man to do something. He told him after he, the leprosy left, Jesus said this. See thou say nothing to any man, but go thy way, show thyself to the priest, an offering for the cleansing for those things which Moses commanded. Now, what was Jesus telling him to do? Go to the priest. The law that day was if anybody was healed of leprosy, they had to go to the priest and the priest would come outside the gate and the priest would look at them and examine them to see if the leprosy was gone. And, and, and what did this man do? He did it. He told everybody except the priest. I mean, you know, and I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not sitting up here being judgmental because I might have done the same thing. Okay, I got the leprosy gone. I'm going. I'm going to tell all my boys. None of them that have came to the leper camp to visit me. But you know, why did Jesus want him to go to the to the priest? Let me let me explain this as best I can. And, and, and he said he was to show himself to the priest to get a certificate of cleansing. That would let the priest know that the Messiah was in town. Okay. That the Messiah was in town. Remember, remember John the Baptist when John the Baptist was in prison and John the Baptist was in prison. He was contemplating whether Jesus was who he said he was or should he wait for another? Otherwise, John was saying, I'm going to get out of this prison. If you ain't the right one, I'm going to get out of this prison. And one of the things that Jesus did to show John the Baptist's disciples that he truly was the Messiah, the Bible said he healed lepers. Okay? So this man telling the, telling the chief priest that 
he had been healed of leprosy and, and getting an official document saying he was healed of leprosy would have paved the way. Okay? He didn't do that. He didn't do that. What happened? Jesus could not go nowhere. Why? Because same thing today. Same thing today. We got the miracle church up the street. Up the street, we got a miracle church up there. They do miracles, okay? You know, they don't do, they don't do real miracles. I mean, they do, they do like uh, shoulder pain and sprained ankles, okay? I had, a, I had a buddy's, I had a buddy, you know, he had a friend that was blind, friend that was blind, and, and, and he, you know how they do on Black Friday, they be waiting outside of Home, Home Depot and uh, whatever these stores is. So, so the, the healer was coming in town, and so he waited outside. He was third in line when the doors opened for the healing to start. And he, was, he brought his blind friend, and friend, you know, had this stick, you know, real blind. And, uh, and, the, and the faith healer came out, told him, look, man, we ain't doing blind today. Okay. <laughs> Seriously, I'm serious story. They would be getting, they, people was getting shuttled from the flea market all the way up to the church. And there was hundreds of people up there. And they had lines of people. And he was third in line with his blind friend. And, and, and they came out and said, we're not doing blind today. We only doing like um, sprained ankles, headaches, um, stuff like that. Y'all think that stuff funny? I think that's one of. The, I think. I think fake healers are some of the most dangerous people there is. You think about that. You think about how many people we have lost, how many people we loved. And, and these people on TV, talking about, touch the TV, put your loved one's hand on the TV, send me $500, and I'll heal them. Let me tell y'all something. That's dangerous doctrine. That's devilish. That's satanic. Okay? How do I know that? See, I, I need to go to the dentist. Okay? I got to go to the dentist. What do I have to do? I just can't walk. Can none of us just walk into the dentist? What do we have to do? We have to call and make an appointment. All right? And then, and then he puts us on the schedule. Tell him, well, I thought Wednesday he's like, first thing they always say to me, because, see, the devil know I'm a pastor. And they say, well, we, gotta, well, we can get you in on Wednesday at 4 o'clock. Because they know I teach Bible study on Wednesday. So, you know, say, I can't do no Wednesdays. But I got to make an appointment. Uh-huh. Let me tell you. You have an appointment. All of us in here. Ariana, Emma, Danny. Archie. <laughs> we all got appointments. How do I know that? See, when you, see, see, this one over here. See, this one over here. She, she, she just get on because I, I got a Bible verse for her. Hebrews 9, 27 says what? Y'all know this verse. Fanny, you know this verse. Miss Reed, you know this verse. Tom, you know this verse. All y'all know this verse. Y'all can, y'all can run, but you can't hide. Okay? Is appointed on the man wants to die and after that the judgment. So how is that possible? How can a dead person stand before the court of law or stand before the judge? Because God is going to bring you out of your deadness to stand before him and to give an account for whatever. That's his business. What's ours? What's that song? People get ready? Because the train is coming? How's it go? Don't need no ticket. Well, let me tell you, the train is coming for us. We need a ticket. We need a ticket. And that ticket has to be stamped in the blood of the Lamb. How about that? It has to be stamped in the... It ain't no regular ticket. It's got to be 
stamped in the blood. Can't, you can't get it on eBay. You can't get it on Amazon. You can't, you know, I can't, I can't say, oh, oh, Tom, Tom, you dying before me. Here, here my ticket. He can't use my ticket. He gotta get his own ticket. Oh, come on, man. He gotta get his own ticket. Let me tell you what that ticket needs to say. I'm gonna close. Revelation 5, 9. I love this verse. When you get to heaven, you're gonna get a, you're not gonna get a glorified body. You're gonna get a glorified body when you get to heaven. How many of y'all know that? We're gonna get a, a body that's designed for the lovely and the beauty and the wonders of heaven. How about that? And then we're going to get some new vocal cords. Somebody say, how do you know? Because the word of God says. And they sung a new song. Saying, thou art worthy to take the book. And to open the seals thereof. For thou was slain and has redeemed us to God by the blood. Out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. How about that? Get that ticket. Redeemed, redeemed, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Well, I'm done. I'm done. We need, we need a ticket. We, we need this leprosy dealt with. Because no man knows the day or the hour. I had a, I had a lady talk to a lady just on Friday. She she came on our hospice services and, 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 and she was concerned about dying. She was worried about dying. She was troubled by dying. Even though she knew the Lord, she was troubled by dying. And I said, there's nothing wrong with that. It ought to be troubling. But do you know Jesus Christ Amen. as your Lord and Savior? Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins and rose from the grave? She said, I believe that. She said, I believe that. And then she said, I got a taste for some cavatini. cavatini. What's it called? Cavatella. Say it, cavatella? cavatella. She said there's a place right around the corner. At, they call it Tito's, Tino's over in the, in the Niles Plaza. Could you go get me a small order and a meatball? So <laughs> she got that. Uh, she got that. God is good. And I think I a couple of things I want to say. Just play, be a blessing. Be a blessing. Start today. Be a blessing. Yes. Be a bless. Bless somebody. And, and, and blessing ain't easy. Sometimes it's painful. But be a blessing. Precious Lord, in the name of Jesus, we just say thank you this morning. Thank you. Amen. Thank you for this church. Thank you for the people of God. Thank you for our guests that have come out to fellowship with us. Father God, we all got prayers we need answered. We all got prayers that we want answered. Father God, answer a prayer. Yes, Answer somebody's prayer today. Let them know that you have heard it and that you love them and that you will never leave them nor forsake them. Father, be with us as we go into the fellowship hall. Let the hands that prepared the food be blessed. Let the food be blessed. Let the food remind us of your goodness and your grace and your mercy and your love, how you constantly feed us and nourish us. We thank you in Jesus' name for the food. Father God, thank you for this service. Amen. 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 Let's all stand and, and be dismissed. Amen. Amen.